the title of today's message is how to enlarge okay how to enlarge enlarge in every area of your life amen enlargement must happen in every area of your life exodus chapter 34 exodus 34 verse 24 for I will cast out the nations before you and enlarge your borders. Say, enlarge my borders. Right? Enlarge your borders. Neither shall any man desire your land when you shall go up to appear before the Lord your God thrice in this year. Right? When you see this, enlarge your borders. Whatever you are doing right now, you are in the sixth month. So before this year end, you declare that there must be an enlargement in everything that I do. It can be your business, it can be your finances, it can be your walk with God, it can be anything that today you mention it and tell that God, I want to see an enlargement. Enlarge your borders that no man shall desire your land. There is going to be such an enlargement right now. I declare that God will flush out anything or anyone illegally occupying your space that is inside your body in your business in your work in your life in your in your family in your house anything that is illegally occupying let it go out in Jesus mighty name amen you declare it, get out in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I'm going to receive my portion. I'm going to receive my portion of enlargement. Amen. That no more limitation. Just receive it that say that God, this is my portion of going to getting enlarged. Hallelujah. Amen. So what you need to do is desire expansion. Amen. Right. Do you, are, you, are you going to get it right? You have to know that I'm going to desire expansion. I'm going to decide to expand. Amen? Right? You need to decide to expand. And when you decide, you need to do something about it. Amen? Right? You, you Say for example, you have a desire to do a business. And you decide to expand. You're preparing everything. And you're doing something about it. And the, now everything is ready. The last thing you need to do is pray. Right? God will open the door. Prayer. Right? Prayer is very important. Right? Many times we, we want to do everything without prayer. But when you pray, God will guide your paths exactly how you need to walk. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10. This was a prayer of Jabez. Right? And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my code and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from evil that it may not grieve me and God granted him that which he requested. Hallelujah. This is a perfect prayer that he did. His name was not mentioned anywhere else in the Bible. Just that one prayer he prayed and it says God granted him that which he requested. How nice, right? How beautiful it is when you pray and God grants it. Amen, right? 
Isn't it wonderful? And But here we are praying and praying and praying and we can't see anything. God, why haven't you granted me anything? Here Jabez prays and God granted him that which he requested. How many of us desire this kind of a prayer? Amen. Just I pray and it is done. It is, it is done. Amen. Right. All of us desire this kind of prayer. Amen. Right. So today I'm going to tell you just three points on how you can walk in this, in this enlargement in your life. How you can walk into this particular thing that you want to know that you, you should be specific this evening. You cannot be just, just God, what you want to do, you do. No, you have to be very specific in what you want God to do. Amen. Right? So, you, if you are specific and then when you pray, you know, it is done. But before that, number one, the first thing to break new things or to enlarge in your life and destiny is correct perspective. Number one is correct perspective. See, the correct perception in your life is very important. You know, it matters what you know about God. It matters what you know about the devil. It matters what you know about yourself. It matters what you know about failure. It matters what you know about success. Right, so perception is everything. You cannot just walk into some new doors and saying that, oh, it is just going to open and it is just going to happen. That's it. No, you need to have, you can be well-intentional person and yet perceive things wrongly and you will always walk according to what you see. Right? It is very important to see correctly. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 11 to 12. Jeremiah 1, 11 to 12. This verse, I, I remember we have, we have studied on this verse many times. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? What do you see? God, this is a discussion between a young boy and God. God is coming to Jeremiah and he's asking, what do you see now? Right? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. And verse 12, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly. Say correctly. You have seen correctly for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. God is telling to Jeremiah, you have seen well, you have seen correctly, which means you can also see wrongly. Right? You understand? God is telling, God is asking, what do you see? And when he said what he saw, God is telling you have seen correctly, which means there are chances where you can see wrongly. So what happens when you see wrongly? Here God says, since you have seen correctly, now I am ready to perform my word. Hallelujah. Amen. He's telling, since you have seen correctly, I am ready to perform not just my word that I have said, the thing that you have seen, that is the one that I am ready to perform. So God is ready to perform on what you are seeing. So that is why God is asking Jeremiah, what do you see? If you see it correctly, you know what? That is going to be granted immediately. 
Hallelujah. You understand what I'm telling now? Now you, you understand how you're going to get things done in your life? God is telling to Jeremiah, you have seen correctly. So because you have seen correctly and I'm ready to perform that word that you have seen. And today, let God declare this over your life that I am ready to perform what you see. Hallelujah. Amen. I am ready to perform. It is time now. Your perception. What is your perception? Your perception is your mindset. Your perception is how you look at things. You have to look at things. For example, Genesis chapter 13 verse 14 to 15. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look. Lift your eyes now, say now. And look. He's telling, lift your eyes now. See, your legs may not be able to move, but your eyes can move. Your financial condition says, you cannot do this now. But God says, now your eyes can move and you can start seeing how your life is going to be. How your future is going to be. You know, you have to start seeing. That is why he says to Abraham, look, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are from where you are in the situation where you are right now lift up your eyes and see in the condition where you are right now lift up your eyes and see right we, we think that I have to go there to see no God is telling it is okay where you are right now stay there you think that you are not able to move but it is okay first thing what you need to do look at the thing that you are expecting. Do you, do you have thoughts that is coming into your mind right now? It has to come. Look. You need to, if you are believing God for something, it is very important if you are expecting for an enlargement, if you are expecting for, for an increase, you have to have that in your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. So you need to understand. That is why God said, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. And what is he asking to look? Northward, southward, eastward, westward. That is, at the place where you are, start looking at everything that is going to happen for you. Amen. Everything. Start looking at everything. You can be in one place and you can see all directions. Amen. And that will come to pass. God is telling, I will bring it to perform that word. Amen. He's ready to perform that word. Amen. Verse 15, it says, For all the land which you see, which you see, what do you see now? God says, What you see, I will give to you. What you see, I will give to you. What you see, I will give to you. Amen. I have seen people, you know, they, they, they look at themselves at like say they are 70, 80. They say, oh, I see that I need somebody to help. I cannot walk. You know, they already see all these things in the future. Where you are now is what you have seen in your past. Right? 
Where you are now is what you have seen in your past. So you need to understand. That is why God says, now what you see, I'm going to give it to you. So set your seeing right. Right? You have to see yourself walking in divine health. You have to see yourself walking in abundance. You have to see yourself, your family walking in peace. You have to see yourself that everything I'm walking according to the plan of God. And God says, I will give it to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So you need to understand for which you see, not the one you want. You want a lot of things, but are you seeing it? God is telling what you see, the one you see, I will give to you. And not only to you, to you and your descendants forever. Say forever. So your seeing is going to determine your descendants. Amen. Forever I am going to go. See, God is committed to give to you. He is committed. God is committed. That is why he's telling, you see what you want and I will give it to you. I will give it to you. He is, a, he is committed. He's a faithful God. He's committed to give you what you see. See, this is how enlargement comes. The first point, correct perspective. Seeing correctly. So today, make up your mind that you are going to perceive things that are consistent to the word of God. Pastor asked me to see, so I see everything. No, it doesn't work. See according to the word of God. Amen. So when you see according to the word of God, and when you are consistent in it, you will see an enlargement. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you seeing it, church? Are you seeing it? Number two, you need knowledge and wisdom from the word of God for an increase. Without knowledge, without wisdom, we will perish. Amen. We will perish. See, I see many Christians, they, they perish, they are destroyed. Why? Because they don't understand. You know, when you read Proverbs, there is so much of... Uh, treasures in Proverbs. Am I right? How many of you read Proverbs every day? Right. We mostly we read and it is like so many things to life. Solomon has written so many things. I think Solomon is the person who has experienced so much of pain in his life, I think. Right. So when he writes, he writes it with, you can relate to it everything that you can relate to it. So we have, we have everything in the word of God. But what happens when you neglect it, when you reject it, that is when we don't walk in victory. So you need to have Psalms 45 verse 4. And in your majesty, ride prosperously. Say ride prosperously. Because of truth, humility and righteousness. And your right hand shall teach you awesome things. Where will you get knowledge and wisdom? God is telling, I am going to teach you awesome things. Amen. So when he teaches, for example, you want to do a business and you are expecting, you know, oh, I don't know how to move into it. But God, here God says, I am going to teach you. 
Amen. I am going to teach you how awesome things. Hallelujah. Amen. Say awesome things. Amen. When God teaches you awesome things, do you think your business will fail? Do you think whatever you touch will fail? No. Right? You need to believe that God, it is you who are teaching me. So I'm going to believe God for that. So you write prosperously. You enlarge your territories because He shall teach you awesome things in your life. Amen. So the Bible tells us people perish because lack of knowledge. So when you have lack of knowledge, the place where we need to run to is the Word of God. Is the Word of God. We see in Bible, it is written in two places, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. One is when Lazarus died, when he goes to see uh, Mary and Martha, when Mary comes and cries, it says Jesus wept. He loved Lazarus so much. But in another place, it says Jesus wept. Let us turn to Luke chapter 19, verse 41. Why did he have to cry? Why Jesus wept? Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. Jesus wept. Why did he cry? Why did Jesus weep? Verse 42. He saw the city and wept over it saying, If you had known, he's looking at the ignorance. He's looking at the ignorance of the people in that city. Even you, especially in this, your day. The things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. He's looking at the ignorance. He's looking at the level of darkness in that place. And it says Jesus wept. But today, we who listen to the word week after week, we study the word. We cannot say that God, I didn't know how it worked. Right? No one can give excuse saying that, God, I didn't know how to overcome. I didn't know how to be a prosperous Christian. I didn't know how to uh, be a victorious one. I didn't know. You cannot say because we are not ignorant. Every week we are studying the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm telling? So we need to understand. We think many times, I know everything. You sit down and and you think to yourself, you will know that you will think that, ah, I know what she's preaching. If you listen to any message, I know this, I know this. But even though you know, many times you sit down, you can see how the Holy Spirit works within you. Am I right? God moved mightily and I believe everyone was so blessed. So every time we come to a place saying that, I know everything, I know better than someone else, we fail. Right, we fail. In you, when you sit for exams, if pass means they write P, right? Fail, they write F. Am I right? They write F. So, the person who got what is the passing marks? 40. Okay, let's keep it 40. I, I think 40, right? Okay, 40. What if, if the person who got 39? Things that I am better than the person who got zero. But when I call everybody who failed, come means all of you are in one group. Nobody can say, hey, I am better than you. No. All those who failed are in 
one group. Am I right? Do you understand what I'm telling? Right? So we cannot say that I'm better than someone else. I know better than you. You got zero, I got 39, so I'm better. Hello, you still failed. Right? You still failed. So we need to come to a place that God, I need this wisdom and knowledge from the word of God. If you don't push yourself for enlargement in the things that you do, you will remain stagnant. Say stagnant. No one wants to stay stagnant. Am I right? In everything, in your spiritual life, in your, in your, in your family life, in your work, in your finances, nobody wants to be stagnant. So if you don't push yourself, you cannot expect somebody to come and push. Am I right? Right? You cannot expect that, hey, I need a push. No, you have to come to a place saying, no, I'm not going to settle for less. I am going to live in God's best for my life. Hallelujah. Amen. Right? That is wisdom. So what is wisdom? Wisdom, it is to generate solutions from the word of God. You need wisdom. When you go to work, you need wisdom. Right? Am I right? You do business, you need wisdom. You want to talk to people, you need wisdom. Right? Am I right, Judina? When you are arguing with somebody in the court, so you need wisdom. But when you believe the Holy Spirit, you will excel in what you're doing. You will be the best lawyer in town. Right? So you need to know that whatever I do, I need to excel. How am I going to excel? The solution is in the word of God. If you don't study the word of God, we will be a failure when you go into this world. Right? People think that I can, I can do, you know, uh, what I, whatever I want to study, I will study everything in the world. But without God, all those things are zero. Am I right? Keep continue to excel, excel because God has given you the wisdom. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15. The labor of fools wearies them. The labor of fools. You are working and working and working. You are doing a lot of things. You want to find money. You are going everywhere and you are doing and doing and doing. For they do not even know how to go to the city. This is what it is talking about. You get the wisdom from God. You will know what to do exactly. The labor of fools. That is you don't get wisdom from the word of God. You can labor. You can do as much as work you want. 24 hours a day you can work. But still it is going to be a weary work. You are going to be so tired at the end of the day. But today, make a decision. You know, this, this verse talks about they are not lazy, but they do not walk in the wisdom of God. See, they are working, but they do not know the way of God. So to, to know the way of God, Proverbs 24.4, 24.4, by knowledge, by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Right? By knowledge, you're working so hard. But at the end of the day, you look and see, God, there is nothing. There is nothing left over. But today, make a decision. I'm going to submit. By knowledge, 
by knowledge, by wisdom from the word of God, your rooms will be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. So if you, if you believe that, receive it, God, this is what I'm going to get it. Amen. Wisdom and knowledge will teach you how to fight your battles. It will teach you how to fight your battles. Many times, you know, Oh, what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with a 20,000. I have 10,000 people and I want to go and fight against who? Against somebody who has 20,000. So we need wisdom, we need the knowledge from God. So when you go and sit in the presence, God says, else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks condition of peace. Hallelujah. You know, you, you might not understand what this verse is really about. Say for example, you are working and your boss, you know, you think that your boss is your, is your enemy. He is not giving you a promotion. He's not giving you uh, an increment. You feel you are fighting against your boss in everything. But the Bible tells us, why not walk in peace with your boss? It doesn't matter. He doesn't know God. He might be a non-believer. But if you keep fighting, he is standing at the door which you need to enter and you are fighting it. Why not go in peace? Amen. You understand what I'm telling? Right? Every time we want to fight, we want to fight, we want to fight. But you have to know that consider what comes. Here it says that before I go for war, I sit down first and consider whether I should fight this or not. I'm not talking about sickness. I'm not talking about the things that comes against your family. But we are talking about enlargement. Right? Because the Bible tells us you will be favored from men in the world. Amen. So how does this favor come? If you keep fighting with your boss, if you keep fighting with your partner, if you keep fighting with a, with a non-believer who's working with you, the Bible tells Favor comes through them. The wealth of the unrighteous comes to us. Amen. You understand what I'm reading? You, know, you need to sit down and think what I'm telling. It might not go into your head immediately. Because we, we are always in this fighting mode. I want to fight. Anybody I want to fight. Anyone I want to fight. I want to take over. I want to take over. Yes, that is right. But when it talks about enlargement, you need to come to a place saying, God, I'm going to surrender. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Right, you understand what I'm telling? So you need to know that God, I am going to sit down and call for a peace in this area. Because I am favored. I am favored. Say, I am favored. Say, I am blessed. Say, I am not lazy. Amen. Hallelujah. Right? So you need to know that wisdom and knowledge will teach you which battles to fight. Which battles to fight. Because the realm of the spirit is a realm of order. 
It is an order. You know, it is not just anything. Anybody can walk in and do anything. You don't violate the kingdom principles and expect doors to open. You have to know this is the kingdom principle. Can you go back home and read Proverbs 8? The full chapter, the last thing, diligence. Diligence. Proverbs 14, 23. In all labor, there is profit. But idle chatter leads only to poverty. You know, I've seen people who don't know anything, who don't have anything, but the way they talk. Have you seen this kind of people? That they are like, you know, on top of the world. That is how they talk. But here it says, in all labor, there is profit. All labor, labor of your prayer. How many days, how many weeks, how many years have you been praying? Your labor of prayer, there is profit. Hallelujah. Your labor of studying the word, there is profit. So laziness is one thing God doesn't agree. God doesn't agree with laziness. Amen. Right? You understand what I'm telling? Laziness. God doesn't agree with laziness because it leads to destruction. It leads to destruction. Proverbs 12, chapter 22. Uh, sorry, Proverbs 12, 24 and 27. This one, last year we have studied so much about this verse. The hand of the diligent will rule. The hand of the diligent will rule. But the lazy man will be put to forced labor. So you want to rule. God wants us to rule. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you are doing. God wants us to rule. So the hand of the diligent. If you are a person who gives up very easily, you start something and you see it's not working, give up, go and do another thing. You start something and it's not happening, you give up, go and do another thing. You are not going to prosper. The hand of the diligent. If you know this is the way that God has led me, this is what God asked me to do. Stay in there, be diligent until you see the victory. Amen. Until you see the victory. Verse 27, it says, The lazy man does not roast what he, he took in hunting. Which means there are opportunities that is thrown at you every day. A lazy man does not take it. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting. He went hunting and he got it. But he doesn't want to use it. He doesn't want to take that opportunity. How many of us are like that? Opportunities has been coming and knocking at us. And when we keep pushing it away, we keep pushing it away. Today, what are the opportunities that is coming your way? Be diligent. Declare that I have a spirit of diligence. Amen. I am productive. I'm not lazy. You need to know that the last verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, you are ready for enlargement. Are you ready for enlargement, church? Right? In every area of your life, you cannot, you cannot be stagnant. You need to see an enlargement. Bible tells us, for a great and effective door has opened to me. A great and effective door has been opened to you. It has been opened. 
and there are many adversaries there are many adversaries don't fear looking at your adversaries when doors are opened there are adversaries but the enemy is not just going to fold his hands and just wait for you to move right the enemy is not going to watch you walk through the door you need to be diligent today tell that i'm going to be diligent in my prayer i'm going to be diligent in studying the word i'm going to be diligent in sowing the sowing the seed i'm going to be diligent in everything that i do because the moment when you say i'm going to cross over to the other side when jesus looked at the disciples and said go to the other side because the other side there was salvation for the whole city the other side there was deliverance for a man immediately there was great storms today if you are deciding that i want to go to the other side i want to see an enlargement i want to say i don't want to be stagnant i don't want to be lazy i want to take every opportunity that comes my way when storms comes you must know how to overcome if you don't have the word of god you will not be able to speak peace into your storm you understand what i'm telling if you don't have the word of god you will not be able to speak peace into your storm this evening as you make your decision to have enlargement in your life to enlarge your life to move forward you have to know that i'm going to going to speak peace into your city situations